What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cheap Seats Podcast. I'm Dalton, here with co-host Adam. Today we got an episode for you guys. We're going to redraft the top 10 picks of the NFL 2023 draft. Uh, we're going to pick the player that we think that the team needs. So let, let's say that you know Jalen Carter is on the board and he may be the best player available, but if they need a quarterback, we're probably going to have them draft a quarterback. Uh, now, if there's, a, if there's a team and they need the best player available, then, you know, maybe on my list they take the best player available. But, you know, we're trying to kind of look back and see maybe what a team would have done differently uh, and, and what player now may have been the better pick. And, hey, is there is there some guys that may have been drafted in the second round, the third round, the fourth round that could have been, you know, a top ten pick? So to start it, you know, we're just going to go, you know, start at one and make our way to ten. So, Adam, if if you redraft, and, I, I mean, it's a pretty obvious answer. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just say I'm going to agree with you because I know where you're going with this. But – who, who, who do you have as the first pick as of today? Yeah, so I'm going with the guy that I felt like should have been taken first pick at the time of the draft and the guy that a lot of people down here in Carolina wanted at the time of the draft, and that's that's C.J. Stroud. The kid, if you just watch him play football, he has it, right? Like I know people put stock into that cognitive nonsense, and like he said, he doesn't. he's not a test taker, he's a football player. And I couldn't agree more when it comes – to C.J. Stroud. Like, I understand for a lot of times it's like, yeah, but the IQ's not there. C.J. Stroud, when you watched him at Ohio State, I remember his freshman year, I said he was a top-five quarterback in the nation. When you just sat down and watched the throws he makes, the arms, like, he just gets it. And it's something – he has something that Bryce doesn't, and that's just arm talent. Like, we talk about, like, Aaron Rodgers being great because of his arm talent, right? Not because he's the smartest or the most mobile, but it's because of his arm talent. C.J. Stroud has that arm talent, and the fact that – Anybody with a football mind could sit there and say, you know what, Bryce Young is the guy of the future. That guy should not be making decisions. And there's a reason they've already got rid of their head coach. They've already fired the entire coaching staff. And what's funny is they all wanted CJ Stroud at the time of the draft. Yeah, uh, and now the Texans are competing for a playoff spot. And the, and the Panthers are now going to be drafting the number one pick for the Chicago Bears. So obviously we should have, you know, they should have taken CJ Stroud. I, I don't have to elaborate anymore. It's the pick is, you know, of course, what it is. It's CJ Stroud. So th- this is where things maybe you know may start to get fun. I would say because one was so we we knew who was the guy was. So at, at number two, who do you have? And so at number two, I have them still taking a quarterback. The Texans are going to take Anthony Richardson here, which in my opinion, going into it, he had the highest ceiling, and he's a guy that I probably if that, if I wasn't going to take CJ Stroud one, Anthony Richardson's a guy I would have looked at with two. Personally, I thought he was a few years a few years away, but he stepped into that cold situation with a terrible team and just did his thing, right? Granted, the team hasn't been as bad as we thought they would be, but the fact that Anthony Richardson was able to step in, lead a team, he he made some throws that you're like, that going into the season you didn't think he was capable of making yet. And his decision-making, the only thing that was questionable about his decision-making was him not getting down while running the football. If you can get him to – if you can just get Anthony Richardson to slide with the football or get out of bounds, you you have a few – you have a franchise quarterback. I'm just afraid that he's going to wear down like Cam Newton did. Yeah, and the, his play style is is kind of worrisome. The yeah. talent's there, and I think that he, you know, poises a lot of, you know, um, abilities that can make him a great quarterback. Uh, he just has concerns that, you know, are are sadly, you know, caused by injuries because of the way he plays. So if he's not if, – if he doesn't get injured, I think he can be valuable for a long time. But what we've seen this year is he got, you know, injured out for the season after four weeks. So hopefully – you know, or six, how many ever weeks it was, it doesn't happen again. And I think maybe it's a, it's a learning experience for him, you know, getting hurt and missing a lot of your rookie season. So 
at, at number two, so the Texans have picked two and three. So, I mean, these two guys could be two and three or, you know, wherever you want to put them for me. Uh, but number two, I'm going to go Jalen Carter. And it's because he's the best defensive player in this draft. He's the best defensive lineman in the draft. He's going to be a, the best defensive lineman in football before you know it. Jalen Carter is just a beast. Better than Will Anderson. At, at number two, that's that's who I got him taking. Uh, I'll go ahead and say three. So my three is Anthony Richardson. Same reasons you said. Like I said, you could they, they have back-to-back picks. So it, it doesn't really matter where you go. I'm going to go number two with the best player there because they get a quarterback at three on my list. Yeah, so at three – I don't have them taking Jalen Carter. I do agree he's the best defensive player in the draft. He might be the best overall player in the draft in terms of, like, impact. Like, he he's already shown that he might be a top-five defensive tackle in football. I don't want to talk about him too much because I'll get to him, right, obviously. Like, I'm going to have him in the top ten. But at three, I have the Texans staying put and drafting Will Anderson. The reason being, at the time of the draft, they were looking for a pass rusher to come off the edge. They were looking for a difference maker on the defense off the edge, and we see a lot of great – a lot of great teams have that presence. Like the Seahawks a few years ago had what? Or not Seahawks, the Broncos, they had Von Miller. You know, the Eagles last year with Hassan Reddick, the Cowboys with Michael Parsons. All these great teams have that one pass rusher who can just, who's just electric. And Will Anderson just two weeks ago against Denver had, uh, had his two sacks. You know what I'm saying? So it's, he's coming to the season and he's done pretty well. He hasn't had like the immediate impact that a lot of people felt he would, but I do think he was the best pass rusher out of the edge group. So I think just because that's what the Texans were looking for, that's what we're going to keep right here with Will Anderson Jr. Yes, it's not it's not a bad pick, and Will Anderson was the best edge rusher coming out of the draft, and I think I think he'll have a solid career. He's he's still in my top ten. I just think Jalen Carter is so dominant that when when you have a player of that style and it's close in position, D tackle, D in the st- same line, it's hard to pass up on a guy like Jalen Carter. But, but Will Anderson's a good pick, and that's why they took him. When they well, you know him. what my thing is? Going into the draft, everybody knew Jalen Carter was the best defensive player. Yeah. It was just legal issues. So yeah. they still chose Will Anderson over Jalen Carter, knowing that he was the best defensive player. So that's why I kind of stayed pat. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like I said, it's, it's a good pick. So at number four, we got the Indianapolis Colts. I'm curious, do you still have him taking a quarterback? Because the, the guy that they took is, is not there no more. Yeah, so I definitely veered off course here. And the reason being, if you watch what they're what the Colts are doing, Gardner Minshew has done good enough that you can say this team wasn't desperate for a quarterback yet. Like, they still have a lot of holes on this team. Gardner Minshew has this team with a winning record right now. I think it's something that maybe you just kick the can down the road. Maybe you get like a like a Will Levis if he's available in the second round. Maybe, you know, like there's plenty of options. Hennon Hooker might be able to get him in the second round. So right here – I went with the best player available for the Colts. They have a lot of holes. I took Jalen Carter right here. He's the type of guy who can completely turn around your entire defense. Like, we've seen what he has done for the Eagles' defense. He only plays like 50 55% of the snaps, and you feel his presence every time he's on the field. And I think that if you put him in make him the captain of, of a defense where he don't really have too much help, I think that you would really see his presence. You would see the double and triple teams up the middle freeing up the pass rushers. So I think Jalen Carter would make this just make the life a lot easier for everybody else on that defense. And like I said, Gardner Minshew was has played well enough that you can kind of kick the can down the road because this team, even with a tremendous quarterback, they're not in contention to actually win a Super Bowl this year, and they're probably not going to be for a few years. So let's go ahead and get this roster straight, and then we'll worry about quarterback later. Yeah. So I did go quarterback, but I like I like the theory you, you throw out there because Gardner Minshew they're eight and six, so quarterback. Not 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 in a dire need, but 
I'm, I'm looking at going in. We thought they needed a quarterback. They can still use a quarterback. Gardner used the backup for a reason, but he's played well this year. So I do have him taking Bryce Young here. I don't want to give away my the rest of my top ten, so I'm not going to elaborate on other quarterbacks that may have could have been here. Uh, there's another one, you know, on the board that that maybe you know looking at it now, hey, you know, he could have went higher. But I do have him taking Bryce Young, and maybe they take Bryce Young and Gardner Minshew is the starting quarterback. And Bryce sits a year, learns the offense, learns the NFL. And we're not going to see that because this is all hypothetical. But I wonder what it could have been had we got to see that. So maybe maybe it could have been good for Bryce Young's learning development had he got to sit for a year in a decent organization. Maybe, I, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's hypothetical. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to do a little spoiler here. I don't have Bryce Young in my top ten uh-huh. at all. I think when I watch him, dude, like he's like stuck in mud when he plays. Like I said, he has no arm talent. Like, I'm sure, like, yeah, he's a smart guy, right? Like, he, he can make threes. He's don't have the arm to, to make the throws. I just don't know about him being a starter, especially taking him in the top five now. Like, I know at the time he was a lock for a top five pick. It's just at this point I, in his career, I just I just don't see it at this point. The at, at this point, like, you would think that you would see the arm strength there, at least from a younger quarterback. You would think you would see the arm strength, and it's just non-existent with him. Yeah, I mean, I could see Bryce Young, you know, not going in the top ten now. I, I guess I still have him there because, and maybe it's, it's I just feel bad for him because Carolina's so shitty. I, I mean, they're just bad. That you know, you see the Falcons and Panthers game. There was like twenty five people in the stands before game time. That's pitiful. And I mean, maybe he's part of the problem, but I just think the organization is so bad. So I think what we're seeing from Bryce Young, I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to be a star. I, I doubt he will be. I just don't – I don't think we're seeing the true Bryce Young because this is so bad. That's how bad Carolina is. So, uh, you know, is he a top-10 pick? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but I, I would like to see him in a different situation because it, it's bad there. So Yeah, and real quick, there's – so there's a Hall of Fame – or I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame yet, but he will be – an all-time great quarterback who was put into a – I don't want to say a terrible situation, but not a great situation when he finally left that team and went on to another one. And when the Super Bowl and have become one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, and that's Drew Brees. Drew Brees was smaller in statue, uh, stature. He had uh, a weak arm, or I, I don't say weak arm, but he, he didn't have this this laser he, arm strength. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And yeah. Then, so, so maybe if he was to get into a different system, something would be different. So I can see that the the thinking behind that is just in today's football, these these uh, defenses are so fast. They he's, are. He's not mobile. He's he doesn't have the arm strength. It makes it just kind of difficult in today's football. Yeah, yeah, it does for sure. Uh, so going on to pick five, I'll go ahead and give you my pick. This is the guy that they took in Devon Witherspoon. I'm not changing it. He he's been so solid all year, and you know, uh, he he looks like he's going to be one of the best defensive backs in football for a while. I mean, he's he he poises all, all of what it takes to be great at that position. So I I think they got the pick right, and I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, same here. So I do have them taking Devon Witherspoon. If you've listened to previous episodes, you've heard me rave about the Bond Witherspoon. He he's so he's fast, he's electric, he's a he's a bigger size corner. He just fits what Seattle's he just fits what they look for in the secondary. You pair him up beside Tariq Woolen, who's like a six foot four corner. He can he uh Woolen runs like a four three forty. You know, like he just fits what they're looking for in that secondary. So I think Witherspoon was the right pick then, and I still think he is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That that was an easy one to make. So at pick six is the Arizona Cardinals. Who do, you, who do you have them taking? So I still have them taking a tackle. It's just not Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson's terrible. I've seen he has like out of every offensive lineman in football, he's like 21st in uh, pass rush win rate. 
which means when guys are just rushing the quarterback against them, he's one of the he's in the bottom tier of the league. Yeah. yeah. Right. He just he can't protect. And they move because when they moved, I know they traded back at first, but when they moved back up, they moved up six spots with the Lions to take an offensive tackle. They had every tackle on the board, and that's the one that they landed on was Paris Johnson. So again, I, here's another guy that was drafted top 10. I don't even have him in the top 10. Right here, I think it's Darnell Wright. Right. Like I know, I know Wright hasn't been uh phenomenal. I know he's given up some sacks in Chicago, but if you go watch some games, a lot of Justin Fields sacks are because he just holds the ball so long. Yeah, or, or he run, or he runs into the the edge rusher. Yeah. So and Darnell Wright has looked pretty good. Like could it have been better? Yes, but there's not really any great tackle so far in this class. You have one offensive lineman, was it Steve Avila from the for the Rams? He's been fantastic taking early in the second round. But there's not been too many good offensive like offensive linemen rookies this in this draft class. So the fact that they traded up, we know they were looking for a tackle to try to protect Kyler coming off that torn ACL. I, I feel like we have to stay tackle here, and I just think Darnell Wright's been the best tackle so far this season. Yeah, so it's definitely not a bad pick. Uh, I mean, we talked about Darnell Wright, you know, off the podcast, saying you know we think he's going to be good for a while. So I, I agree. So. I, I so what you said about you know drafting a tackle for Kyler, making sure you know he's you know good when he gets back. For that reason though, I'm not going to go offensive tackle because he wasn't playing the first 11 weeks of the season. Which means where can we draft somebody and they benefit now? And we nobody expected the Cardinals to be in the playoff race with or without Kyler Murray, and, and it shows. So I'm going Will Anderson here. I, I think they could use him on the defense, like we talked about, best edge rusher coming out of the draft. If if he slips past Houston and, he, and he's here at six, you take the best player avail, available at this point. Yeah, they need help with the offensive line, but Arizona is one of those teams that I mean, when we did our you know all season breakdown, they need to help everywhere. Arizona's just bad, so I, I would have them take Will Anderson here. Uh, just just a big big spark on the defense. Yeah, so I thought about you know like when we did this, if Jalen, if I did go quarterback at four, this would have been a spot for Jalen Carter for the same yeah. reason. Yeah, right, sure. best player available, but I don't really, I'm not enamored with like. When you're that bad, as bad as the Cardinals are, you have to get trench play, right? So offensive line or defensive line for me. So, like, there are better players than Darnell Wright, but at the time, you know what I'm saying, they're looking for a tackle. There's no good, def- like, crazy yeah. good defensive lineman left. So, so, like, that's kind of the process. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the Las Vegas Raiders at pick seven, do they do they still pick and you know, an edge rusher here, or do you have them going somewhere else? So I definitely have them going somewhere else. And the thing is, at the time of this pick, it was kind of mind-boggling. One – Tyree Wilson had injury problems, mm-hmm. you know, like there was effort questions. Like I, I feel like there was so many questions around him. He has been bad. He's sure. been bad. He's played in every game this season and he has more games with just one tackle than he does any other game. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like he has like six games with one tackle yeah. this season. He only has two and a half sacks. He just hasn't been good, which is a shame because this, this Raiders team's not good. So you need to see some like sign of like like a glimpse of hope, and I, I just feel like the Raiders. This is what they do, man. They whiff in the first round every time. Go back to last like seven years. It goes all the way back to like Clell and Farrell. Hell, yep. we go all the way back to two thousand and six when they took Jamarcus Russell. Absolutely, yeah, that's where I was you know, going. Yeah. I'm terrified to give them anybody here because they're just going to ruin them. But right here, I'm. I'm. It's another situation. They need so much, right? Like I thought about maybe Will Levis here, right? They need a quarterback, but Aiden O'Connell doesn't look bad. Like he's not the face of the uh, of the franchise, but he doesn't look bad. I'm going Christian Gonzalez here. Christian yes. Gonzalez should have been a top ten pick in the draft. He slipped all the way to seventeen. He ha- he was great for the Patriots before he got hurt. 
the Raiders need playmakers, whether it's on offense or defense. They need playmakers. Christian Gonzalez is a guy that could have come in and done that right away and helped stir up that defense. I don't like drafting anybody here because I know I know your career is done. Just ask Tyree Wilson. So with my pick seven, I'm going to take the guy that you mentioned uh, in Will Levis. So he, he slipped to the second round, and they do have Aiden O'Connell. I don't expect Aiden O'Connell to be there forever. You know, he did throw four touchdowns this past game, but he just doesn't give me the vibe of somebody that's a career-long quarterback there. So I think bringing in Will Levis to, you know, let him play with Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, it's not, not a bad situation for a young quarterback at all. And – I think that he's not scared of the moment, and he's a guy that's going to stand in the pocket. He's also mobile. So, you know, make a big splash here, draft a quarterback who's played decent in Tennessee and, you know, probably ruin his career because, like like you said, that's what the Raiders do. But I, I like how you mentioned him, and that's actually who I, who I have him taken. I don't hate that pick, but I'll tell you why. So I don't dislike, like, what's what I'm looking for here? I don't hate it, but I'm not a fan of it. I'll tell you why I'm not a fan of it because I actually have a left going next pick. Yeah. Right. I haven't gone to the Falcons for m- numerous reasons. So, one, the Falcons don't know how to use Bijan. They already had Algier. There's no reason to take Bijan if you're not going to use him the way that, that Bijan should be used. You know what I mean? He's not being utilized. Let's go ahead and cut it off right there. Desmond Ritter's ass. Yeah. You need a quarterback. So, I got Will Levis going here. Will Levis is a type of quarterback who can thrive. And we've seen it. The, the Titans have been super competitive in all these games that he's been the quarterback in. And it's, it's been fun to watch him because the offense for the Titans was atrocious when Ryan Tannehill was quarterback. Yeah, bad. So, and Will Levis is really thriving because they run a play a play action type offense. They're a run first team. Guess what the Falcons are? They're a run first team, so the play action could thrive. And then he also has playmakers like Kyle Pitts and Drake London. He can get the ball too. Now, do I think Arthur Smith was ruined him as well? Yes, I do. I, I really do believe he would ruin him as well. Just like I feel like the Raiders will ruin whoever I give them. But Desmond Ritter is bad, like probably the worst starting quarterback in the league this year. I don't think there's been one great game for Desmond Ritter yet. No. I might be wrong, but I don't think there's I mean, been one like, wow so game. There's been, yeah, there's been games where he's thrown for 200, 300 yards, but then he's got three fumbles and a couple picks, and they either lose or, or win because the other team makes a bad play. So, yeah, I mean, he's just not good. Then the Falcons just like so we're recording on Sunday night. Then the Falcons just lose to the Panthers today. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. There's too I, much I, talent on this offense, man. Yeah, so I, I didn't really know who to take here, so I did keep Bijan here just because he's the best player on the on the board. And I, I don't know who to give him because I don't have any other quarterbacks left. You know, they need one. Do I do I do I make them jump and take Tank Dell here and just ruin him because they don't know how to use receivers? I don't. You know, so I'm just gonna leave Bijan here. Uh, but I, I don't. I mean, I, I wish he I wish he could have went somewhere else. Uh, in reality, and got used the way he, he should have been used. So. Anyways, uh, moving on, because the Falcons don't deserve much time. Who do you have, you know, your Philadelphia Eagles drafting with tonight's pick? So, right here, in the, what actually happened was the Eagles moved up one spot to take Jalen Carter. Well, Jalen Carter's not there. And I still think they would have still made this, this move up, even though Carter wasn't there, because they're still getting a Hall of Fame gold jacket level player in Bijan Robinson. Bijan was taking pick eight, so then they trade up, they take nine. Uh, Jalen Carter. Do, imagine what Bijan could do in a run-heavy oh. offense, where he would be the feature back. His court, his quarterback can run the ball, so you can't just tee off on Bijan. And they have the best offensive line in football. Yeah, for sure. I think go, Bijan going here would be great for the Eagles. It'd be great for Bijan, and it, it definitely put Bijan in a better situation than what he currently has for the Falcons. And I might have made this pick slightly because in April I was praying that we would get Bijan. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're one one pick away from from it happening. That would have been insane, man. That would have been uh, 
wild to see him run with that offensive line. I mean, he he may have he may have led the league in rushing yards this year if that happened. It I could think, have been like a Saquon Barkley rookie year type season. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, so at pick nine, I got a guy who we're both high on, and you guys could use him in your secondary right now if he wouldn't got hurt. We're we're guessing not because he'd be on a different team. Christian Gonzalez. Crazy to see him, in, you know, in that secondary. That's what you know. The Eagles kind of need help back there. It's been up and down all year. So we knew how good he was when he was, you know, with New England this year before he got hurt. He was he was so good. I, I think that would have been a great pick for Philadelphia. You know, the guy that they got was tough. Obviously, you know, you got Jalen Carter, but if he's not there and probably wouldn't have been now, uh, I, I think Christian Gonzalez would have been a what a great pickup for you guys. Oh yeah, he's another guy that I would have been thrilled with. Granted, I'm I'm super thrilled that we got Jalen Carter, but if we could have landed Christian Gonzalez, he's one player that didn't get enough love in, sure. in, like going into the draft, and it was like he shouldn't have fell to 17. And it's disrespectful that Emmanuel Forbes was drafted one pick before him. Sure. Like that's like that's disrespectful. And to and to round out, you know, our redraft of the top 10, the Chicago Bears, they drafted Darnell Wright. He's not there on your, you know, he he's gone. You already you've already drafted him. So so who do you have him taking now at ten? So this I think is a fun pick. They need help at everything, at every position, including quarterback, right? Like they like there's not one spot on this team that I'm like confident, like, yeah, this guy is it outside of DJ Moore. <laughs> yeah. You know, so there's a few guys left on the board here and I feel horrible for not putting Sam Laporta in the top ten. He's he's probably been the best tight end in football this year, at least the most consistent tight end. Yeah, yeah, he's been. Tough. I know Kittle's had a good season. Kelsey hasn't really been what what Kelsey was supposed to be. So I feel bad. I do not have Laporta here, but I just wanted to throw him. You know, mention him out there because he's had such a great rookie season. But there's like the defense is bad here. The offensive line is bad, but but their running backs can't stay healthy. I, this is where I slotted in Jameer Gibbs. We've seen how good Jameer Gibbs is on that Detroit Lions offense. Mm-hmm. And he, just like Bijan, he's not the featured back for some reason, right? It's been David Montgomery. Montgomery's taking all the touches. Jameer was supposed to line up in the slot. He was supposed to line, you know, he was. we were supposed to be hit, see him use like a Swiss Army knife, and we haven't really seen him get utilized. I think putting him beside Justin Fields would be just as deadly as putting Bijan beside Jalen Hurts, yeah. right? I, it would give him a playmaker, give him a good check down option. And it would actually give you a consistent running back because Khalil Herbert's not that good. Roshan Johnson's not horrible, but he's more of a pass catching back. You know, yeah. Deontay Foreman is good, but he's like he he looks like a Dollar Tree Derrick Henry when he runs. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing explosive about this offense outside of Justin Fields, and getting Tamir Gibbs would really open things up, especially in the read option game. Yeah, it would make things. It would make life easier on Justin Fields and let him run the ball a little bit more. So yeah, I think. Putting Jameer Gibbs here is a very fun thing to think about, but it, it might not be the like the best use of things because, like I mentioned earlier, Steve Avila would, would have been a great pick here for the Rams, right? Or, yeah, the lineman from the Rams. It would have been a great pick for them because they need help on the offensive line. But I, but when you have an opportunity to go fun, like they have, you yeah. got to do it. You have to do it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I, I kind of went fun too. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a name out there I didn't put here. Looking back, I think they should have drafted – uh, Dewan Jones, the tackle from the Browns, who went in the fourth round, uh, was balling all year after our tackle got hurt first game of the year. Dewan Jones was balling, had you know, ending you know, season ending knee surgery because you know, 26% of the Browns' salary cap is on the IR. That's insane. It's a fourth of their team is on the IR. That's why it's wild. So, but he he has been so good that he literally could have been the pick here at 10. But I'm not going to put him here because he did have you know, ending surgery, 
and I want it to be fun. So I went Jordan Addison here. He's been great in Minnesota. Ton of touchdowns this year for a rookie. Uh, you know, they they need speed on the outside. DJ Moore's a good receiver. He's not that he's not, you know, gonna blow blow you out of the water with his speed. Darnell Mooney's terrible. Put put Jordan Addison there and, and see if he can't have fun. So with that being said, Justin Fields has to be able to get him the football. <laughs> but I think add another playmaker there. You could you could use him a lot in the slot, put him on the outside. Dude, you could even put Jordan Addison in the backfield and, and let him kind of run, kind of like how the Niners do with Debo. You could do that with Jordan Addison. So I, I think that would be a fun pick. Jameer Gibbs would be a fun pick here. So, you know, to all the listeners, whoever you want the Bears to take, they could have taken because they could have used help everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so believe it or not, I didn't even consider Addison for this spot, but I did consider two other receivers. One, Zay Jones, or not, not Zay Jones, Zay Flowers, right? Zay Flowers. Uh, he's 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 got a quarterback just like Lamar, and Zay's been a lot of fun this year. He's made some big plays. He had that one terrible game early in the season, yeah. but outside of that, he's he's been he's been the most consistent receiver for the Ravens. So I thought about putting him here with that speed. He'd be fun. And then I also thought about we have to get some love to Puka Nakua. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Right? Nakua's having one of the greatest rookie seasons we've ever seen for a receiver. He's been very good for a team that hasn't been good at all. You know, and Puka, I know, I know he was never in consideration to be the 10th pick of the draft. But if we but if there was a redraft today, trust me, he's in consideration for this spot right here. Yeah, for sure. I so I thought about Puka. The only reason I didn't put him here is I think Puka went to a place with Matt Stafford that's probably best for him. Because I don't I'm not saying that Puka's not going to be really good for a long time. But when I watch him, I'm worried that his style, he's not that quick. You, you know what I mean? He's He looks weird kind of out there as a receiver. So <laughs> I, I don't know how long he's going to sustain it, but he's had had one of the best rookie you know seasons as a wide receiver in a really long time. So I, I agree. He, he would definitely he would definitely go over a lot of the, you know, the few guys that went in the first round, Puka would have went. Quentin Johnson? Yeah. Bomb. Bum, terrible. Absolute oh. bum. And yeah. real quick, real quick, since, since we're done with our top ten, there's something that happened since last time we have talked, and me and you personally haven't talked about it. And I brought up Quentin Johnson, so that was a perfect time to do it. Brandon Staley was fired. Yep, thank God. It's about time. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Rose should have been fired a couple years ago. Well, yeah. Remember the game against the Raiders? All they had to do was either tie or win. If they if they tie, both teams got into the playoffs, the Raiders and the Chargers, and Staley managed to ruin that. Yeah, yeah. That's where he should have been fired, right? Right there. And then they let it linger for another two, like, well, season and a half, almost two seasons. Yeah, basically two seasons, yeah. Like, I don't understand why his lease was so long, you know? he And how many – just think of all the years that Justin Herbert cannot get back. And Justin Herbert's a top five talent you know, in terms of talent as a quarterback in the league. You're not going to get much more talent at the quarterback position than Justin Herbert throwing the football, and he couldn't win with him. But I tell you what, this this is a good thing for uh, Justin Herbert now. Oh, for sure. Like I know, I know, we preach all the time that moving quarterbacks around is bad for young quarter, or moving coaches around is uh, bad for young quarterbacks. In his case, I think it's great. I don't know how you feel about, it, but to me, there's two guys that if I'm LA, I'm going after. And you can land both of these guys because you can make the case. Look, we have a young quarterback who's going to be here ten to fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's going to be, he's going to play top level football. Like he's, he's great. So you can use that as your selling point. Like, like the bear spots open. How appealing is the bears? Cause you, you don't know your quarterback situation. Like there's a lot of open teams that you don't really know what you're going into with the chargers. You're at least getting a top five quarterback in football. For sure. Yeah. It's great. So, great. so the first guy I like, and I feel like I mention him every time we talk about and um, anytime a coaching spot becomes available, Eric B Mm-hmm. Right, the enemy had Patrick Mahomes, 
Justin Herbert's up there in talent. He might not be as good as Mahomes, but he is right there. This is the enemy somebody that could get something extra out of Justin Herbert. And then the second guy, this would be fantastic. I mean, not for us fans that aren't Charger fans, but Bill Belichick. Yeah, that's that's who I think is going to be the coach. I said that a few. I said that a few podca- podcasts ago. I remember I said I think that'll be their coach name, and I, that's who I think. I, I agree. Yeah, there's a good chance that he's gone from the Patriots after this season. And what better than to bring in a Bill Belichick that his defenses are always great? Was what's held the Chargers back? Their defense. Defense has been terrible. Yeah. So you're yeah. bringing the guy that can actually probably improve this defense from being like 30th in the league to about 17th in just one year. Mm-hmm. Right. Then the offense has playmakers. You're probably going to move on from somebody on that. Like Eckler's probably gone. There's sure. a good chance either Mike Williams or Keenan Allen's gone too. But you have Justin Herbert. You can replace them guys. Yeah. This is a great thing for Chargers fans. This is a great thing for Justin Herbert. And Brandon Staley better never get another head coaching job in the NFL. He shouldn't get a coaching job in the NFL. <laughs> I don't I don't care what it is. Yeah, he, he shouldn't get a job. So I agree. Bill Belichick will be the coach of the Chargers next year. He's going to win him a Super Bowl without Brady, and he's going to save his legacy. <laughs> That's pretty much the only thing that can save his legacy. With that being said, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You know, just having a little bit of fun, something a little different, something we haven't done this yet. You know, we mainly just talk. Like what's currently happening is kind of go back with, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So it's nice to go back and see how we would kind of do things again. But be on the lookout for more episodes. Our next episode should be a breakdown of the week 15, week 14. Week 14, week 15. Uh, They all run together. They all run together. It's all the same. At this point, man, at this point, we're just at the end of the season. You know, it's hard to love. But you know when it's week one. Yeah, so. (laughs) Yeah, but as always, you can follow me on everything related to four. You can follow Dalton on everything, Dalton King K1. Go find us on Facebook at the Cheap Seats. Go find our our, uh, TikTok, uh, the Cheap Seats.podcast, and we're out.